This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Putin's World War. How about this for timing? Putin invaded Ukraine the first time on February 24, 2014, with his little green men taking the two provinces of Donetsk and also Crimea with its warm water port of Sevastopol. February 24th must be the best date to attack Ukraine. Peace in Europe shattered, made for a historical headline. The timing is set by winter, allowing tanks to be able to operate on mostly frozen ground. They can move fast. Putin did not have the military capability to extend his offensive then, but in the years in the interim, he has built his forces to the level of what we are seeing today. He also got them some combat experience in Syria. It is too soon to have the picture of what his tactical military strategy is, but I could already tell you that my assumption that he would be concerned about casualties was overly generous. He wants a quick result and is attempting to crush the Ukraine military, and then we will see. If the West were going to stop Putin, they should have stepped up in 2014. They did not. NATO was out. They let him keep stolen territories, including Crimea. Ukraine asked to join NATO in 2008, and they refused, worried over offending Putin with such an act. How's that worked out? Putin understands weakness in the West reeks of it. They move a few more troops closer to his border and hit him with economic sanctions, which when shown to have no impact on what he does, makes him invulnerable. Biden made it clear that he would not send any U.S. troops to help Ukraine, and that is all that Putin needed to hear. Biden drew the line for him, and he can do anything that he wants on his side of the line. He wants to subjugate Ukraine, and the West let him. I ordered a good map of the region from Amazon not long ago, and something that stood out to me was Moldovia on the Ukraine border. Moldovia is not a member of NATO, and therefore is on Putin's side of the line. As I have written, Putin's example made of Ukraine was going to be his Fonzie moment, where he established his reputation by hitting somebody. He will have his other neighbors on his border wetting their pants, and he'll take advantage of this with follow-up threats elsewhere. All the talk of NATO solidarity was before he hit somebody. Putin intends his conquest of Ukraine with shock and awe to serve the purpose of being his message to any other that stands up to him. The European Union thinks rationally, and he will use that to his advantage by doing some irrational things to cower them. I'm not confident that the West can handle it. Putin will have taken this to a new paradigm, and things that we've gotten used to, such as globalization of the world economy, will likely reverse a whole new sorting out process will have begun. It is too soon to make conclusions over how U.S.-Chinese relations will be impacted. China is watching closely. Will the war in Eastern Europe reach the United States? It sure as heck could. Trade flows will be massively disrupted. It could reach anything connected to the Internet. I asked my IT manager if we were prepared. His answer was, all of our sensitive information is saved by either Google or an RGO's system. We no longer have or keep anything on our own systems. Russian would have to take out RDO or Google to bring us down. Did that make me feel better? Not really. It just means we have to depend on others. How about agriculture? I would assume that all Black Sea's ports, including Russia's, will be closed for commerce until a resolution. I question whether there will be a Ukraine wheat harvest or that they will be able to plant corn and sunflowers this season. Putin will decide 
Well, actually, the Ukrainians will decide, too, they're not going to roll over and surrender. China has bought a lot of corn from Ukraine that they are unlikely to get. It comes to them by railroad, and for the time being, the railroads will not be operating. Much will have to be resolved before Black Sea's grain trade will normalize. This will sustain high fertilizer prices indefinitely past this crop season. Europe's energy needs will be the subject for a future report. For now, the U.S. is the cheapest available secure alternative grain supplier. USDA released long-term balance sheets Thursday. USDA is an extreme disappointment to me. For example, their last estimate of Brazilian soybean production of 134 million metric ton was so far out of touch with reality it begs the question of whether they are manipulative or incompetent. So far, the result from a survey of market watchers that I know, the majority goes with incompetent. They put the corn carryover at 1.54 billion bushel when it is more closely 1.1 to 1.2 billion. Further, if Ukraine is taken out of the market and Brazil's second crop corn yield is less than ideal, we are going to have to ration everything, including acres. We do that with price. Soybeans have a head start on the process. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-11. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Thank <laughs> you.